Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests bring you leading-edge astrology conversations through a journey of soul growth patterns connecting astrology's energetic cycles. Get ready to understand your path in the cosmic roots of the stars. I think, how interesting. I guess Hermes wanted to speak first. I'm Sue Rose Minahan. This is January 15th, Top Cosmos, insightful conversations, awakening consciousness for soul growth. And today we have a special panel. It's about education. We have four illustrious school leaders who are here to combine their thoughts. It will be a little more, it will be regulated, however, as far as timing goes and questions. But again, this is inspired brainstorming. So however they choose to answer, I'll be delighted because it is a growth that we're hoping for. We're at the tail end of many things entering a new world. Big planets are making major changes. Pluto, Aquarius, Saturn, Pisces, that's the social energies of living. Besides dwarf planet Sedna going into Gemini, if we even want to consider that. And right now we are retrograde. So it's a good time to rethink these things. I know Hermes wanted to talk. That's why I was a little delayed. So our title tonight is Envisioning Astrology and Education. How to serve and support students seeking soul growth versus the aspiring professional astrologer. So th these can be shared, but yet they often begin with different motives. With less to say and more to begin, we will begin to connect. Yes, Katie Cadge. Let's see, can we have these slides, Nathan? Okay, thank you. Oops. Yeah, thank you. Okay, here we are in the beginning, and we'll get back to that one. Katie Cadge is a master evolutionary astrologer, and we can see, oh, well, I guess this is how it'll be. And she's certified through the Forest Apprenticeship Program, and at this point, co-created and is the Dean of Instruction at the Forest Center for Evolutionary Astrology called FCEA. She writes the curriculum, teaches, oversees all the courses and levels of instruction. Katie offers astrology consultations and the founder of her own practice, Kara Evolutionary Astrology, there in Santa Cruz, California. She holds a PhD in art history, a tenured faculty member, college professor since 1999, that's a few years, at De Anza College, Cupertino, California, and been studying astrology since the 1980s, and a member of our organizations of professional astrology, International Society of Astrology Research, and National Council of Geocosmic Research, and an online teacher for 14 years. Thank you so much, Katie. It's good to have you again, and you helped spearhead this idea that I had cooking, so here we are. My next slide is Omari Martin, 
And Omari Martin holds a BBA accounting degree, Master of Accounting and Financial Management degree, and he's graduating this spring with a PhD in business management, accounting. He teaches accounting and finance classes in a traditional classroom online, oh, and online, and teaches astrology. A certified professional astrologer, life member, American Federation Astrologers, president of the Friends of Astrology, Inc., life member organization for professional astrology, and chairman of Kepler College of the Astrological Arts and Sciences, which he is representing today in that capacity too. And I'm reading this partly because we have a podcast and the podcast can't see what we can see. So I'm listening to Hermes. Omari practices and teaches natal, electional, vocational, and mundane astrology and owns Solu, Solar Wisdom, and all of these will be on a slide, and entrepreneurship, which he has patented and has his own. We, he, in 2020, he, Omari was on, no, it was 2021, Omari was on in May explaining about entrepreneurship. Uh, so you can go back to any of those archives and see it. Omari presents at national, international conferences, Norwalk for several years, United Astrology Conference, Indian Institute of Oriental Heritage, Astrological Association of Great Britain, International Society of Astrological Research, and Friends of Astrology, where you are also the president, and several chapters of NCGR. And also a regular guest on KUBU, which I believe is in Chicago, 96.5. So thank you. Thank you, Omari. It's a treat to have you back. The third panelist is Wendy Stacy. Wendy Stacy is in the UK and she has several degrees. She has a Bachelor of Arts, a Master's of Arts. She is also a uh, DIP, I think, is Wendy, what is that exactly? That is the LSA, London School of Astrology. Okay, thank you very much. And that is in Great Britain, England. Wendy is the principal of the International Mayo School of Astrology and the chair of the Astrological Association since 2002, just now 20 years. Wendy has written numerous articles for the Astrological Journal, author of Consulting with Astrology, Uranus Square Pluto, and soon to be published two books, COVID-19 Through the Microscopic Lens of Astrology, we can get some understanding, and unaspected planets. Always a rogue situation. I'm adding this. Wendy has contributed to the new generation, the professional astrologer, and Bitcoin. And in 2014, Wendy received the prestigious Charles Harvey Award for exceptional service to astrology. And every fortnight, that's every two weeks, I believe, yes, on a Thursday... And of course, you'd need to check for your own time zone. Wendy runs a free webinar on current affairs. And you can register, and there's a link here. And that's through the Mayo Astrology. So thank you. Thank you, Wendy. It's a treat. Thank you you. It'll be great to hear. And last and never least is Tony Howard. Tony is the founder of astrologyuniversity.com. And his writing has been featured in the Mountain Astrologer the anthologies, astrology, and 
the, oh, not and, but the next generation and the book of music horoscopes. I think that would be fascinating. He teaches astrology online, coaches clients, hosts the Astrology University podcast, and a popular lecturer at many conferences. His mission is to make empowering astrology accessible to increase the cross-pollination of astrological discourse through online education. I just remembered, I, I think I didn't add something to Wendy's, but that's okay. We're on target. We're <laughs> I'm staying with you, uh, uh, Tony. Tony, the Astrology University includes courses with master astrologers and a four-year program. And including, it also holds Dane Rutar's library, all kinds of recordings. Go there. Their link is here, and you will be most pleased. In February of this year, through his publishing firm, Raven's Dreams Press. He's going to be republishing Dane Rudyard's book, an astrological mandala. And that's about the 360 Sabian symbols and will be available on Amazon, which is amazing. I just last checked. It's like $175 because it's out of print. So yeah. this is a great contribution. Yeah, so wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't get it now. Wait for a couple months and it'll be a regular price. Yeah, oh, and add in whatever you need to about Wendy. Yeah. Oh, yes. Thank you. And with Wendy, did I put that down? No, I did. I meant to add it. Wendy is the tutor for Wendy. Tell me what it was. I added it and I and I didn't put that slide in here. That's fine. It's just I'm a tutor for the MA program in cultural astronomy and astrology for uh, Trinity St. David, University of Wales in Lampeter. Well, that's it's never helpful. <laughs> you know, it is very good because Wales has that wonderful school with Bernadette Brady mm -hmm. and about stars. And so that's a, a great uh, ability. I wish I would have added it because we, we tried. Well, thank you. So getting to our point here for today, let's see it. I will go to the next slide with all four of us. Oh, and myself. I have taught Cosmos, and you can check this when if you do look online. There are some big questions, and these are to inspire however it fits. You'll each have just a brief time because we have an hour, less than an hour, but I trust at the half hour we can have an open conversation and you can connect with any thoughts. So whatever might inspire you, and we'll start with I guess, Katie, what might be most critical of value for online astrological education or approaches, strategies to best reach that diverse student body audience or fresh directions that you see online education moving ahead? All right. Well, hi, everyone from Wet and Wild Santa Cruz. And <laughs> I um, first want to just thank Sue because and my panelists, because I think this is such a relevant topic, you know, astrology and education and so critical to astrology's potential to really make a difference and change the collective, which I know is we're going to be addressing later. But I, I think that, you know, educating the next generation of professional astrologers, as well as as the novice learners is just such a key issue. So thank you so much. Uh, Sue and I had talked about it way back in May in Norwalk and, and here we are. So thanks Sue for actually getting it off the ground. Um, 
I just thought I'd start very, very, very quickly by taking us back in time, you know, to the 1980s, because uh, that was when I was just first getting interested in astrology. And um, on a side note, it was the first time that I saw my colleague, uh, Stephen Forrest, um, actually live. And um, it was the first time I had my first professional astrology reading with uh, Gregory Nelbandian. And I think the panelists may know that Nelbandian family as being such carriers of the torch of our sacred craft and that those in the audience are a very important family in astrology. But Gregory, when he saw my chart, he said, you will be in higher education your whole life. And here I was, this hippie girl, you know, walked in right off the street. And I was like, how did he know that, you know? And I think many of us have started out that way. We had a really good reading with somebody and we were just amazed by it. That's experiential learning. We learned through experience, right? So um, to get back to this idea of the 80s and 90s and actually early 2000s as well, is that education as a whole was primarily based on old models of the teacher getting up on stage, you know, pontificating, you know, the professor professing, you know, or maybe the Socratic method where the teacher would say a question and the student would answer. Um, and astrology, it was like back in 1980 and 90s, it was like basically unless you were fortunate enough to have a town where there was live classes or you could take a, a correspondence course, it was pretty hard. You know, it was like we, we compiled a bunch of books and had to have a lot of self-motivation and to learn. But since that time, there's been a lot of emphasis on catering to diverse needs of students and being more student-centered in learning. And uh, one way I could demonstrate this real quickly is I recently was in a, um, a group workshop with Vietnamese students, and they shared how much they learn through group interaction with each other and how important that is. And we hear this concept with Latinx students as well. You know, this idea of la familia, which is of course, having a family or support system is really, really important, but also just being able to um, work with one another back and forth. And in the astrology world, you know, we might see this in, in a webinar and don't take me wrong, I love webinars. You know, we hear the wise elder astrologer sharing their wisdom, you know, but notice how lively the chats often are and how is it that we can best tap into that? Because I think especially if we talk about diversity, you know, there's this whole idea of age cohorts or age generations and how do we bring in, especially the younger generation that, um, learns more often in these ways. So there's ethnicity or cultural context or gender preference, but there's also this idea of tapping into different age groups. And even um, my age generation, I'm post second Saturn return. So we tend to like that, you know, professor on the stage. And so how do we then incorporate all these voices? And so when I worked with Stephen in establishing the Forest Center for Evolutionary Astrology, you know, I've been working with Stephen for about a quarter of a Saturn cycle, uh, about seven years. And we got together and we were like, we want to create a school that has a variety of methods. And it was a challenge and still is a challenge. We're constantly tweaking things, but having different courses that our program lasts about three and a half to four years, um, the professional track, and then how to keep people on board and not get burnt out. So having different ways of learning um, study group calls where they can work on Zoom together interactively for those that learn best, 
best with that teaching method. And then um, also, uh, you know, Zoom interactions with the teacher, like having a Q&A with Stephen um, or our tutors, but also asynchronous classes. Because I think another thing about diversity is recognizing that some students have a big family at home or they have a hard work schedule. So how are they going to juggle all this? And by having asynchronous as an option where students can read and write and get engaged and be evaluated is is also really important. And so I guess um, just to wind up, you know, I think all my colleagues, I think we're all doing this, you know, and and I think it's great. And I think it's the next step in education. But I, I do really want to advocate for um, a building a sense of community, of course, you know, La Familia, the family at our schools. But also um, it, the key is active engagement to keep the rigor in place so that we can train people so that they can really learn the skills they need to learn because I think active learning is really, really important. So I was just thinking, you know, Mars was re recently retrograde uh, in Gemini. And for me, it was like a lot of reassessing, you know, what are multiple perspectives on pedagogy or, or how do we teach? And so, yeah, so anyway, so that's kind of my sort of thoughts about it. And I look forward to hearing about it, what everyone else has to share. And thanks again. Yes, thank you so much, Katie. I'm glad we started off there with a little history to kind of bring us up to speed. But however anybody else wants to do it is fine. Well, we'll go ahead with Omari. We'll kind of stick to the same routine of how we introduced. It helps my brain to have some format. So Omari, what are your thoughts about uh, with Kepler College as you're representing and the other institutions of the ways to address education, the critical value of online perhaps or education itself the approaches or strategies for the diversity and the maybe fresh approaches oh you're you're muted you're muted like i was too Hermes thank is you with <laughs> thank you're you welcome. and again yeah. thank you for inviting me to be a part of the panel today so to answer your question you know the critical value of online education is that online education removed those traditional time and space barriers that do exist uh, with traditional education for example you have that eight o'clock class offered on mondays and wednesdays and either you can make it to that class or not uh, and with the online education model, uh, particularly when it's uh, asynchronous, that eight o'clock in the morning uh, time frame does not apply. Uh, that is something that certainly I think appealed to uh, those um, adult learners, uh, those learners who have that uh, La Familia, as my colleague, Dr. Katie stated. Uh, it, the online education is just, it filled a niche in the market. And it actually took um, a gentleman to come along to establish online education um, and, and at an accelerated pace. It was not initially started or embraced by traditional schools. Um, also with online education, um, I teach online and in that model, I'm a facilitator. Uh, I facilitate the course. In other words, I am the guide on the side and I am not the sage on the stage, which is a fit uh, for the traditional uh, learning model. And we also want to keep in mind as uh, professional astrologers that there are two things uh, we want to focus on. One 
is um, astrology, the subject matter itself, and also actually learning how to educate. Uh, for example, there are the various learning taxonomies that exist, such as Bloom's taxonomy, and we have lower order thinking skills, as well as higher order thinking skills. And for those astrology schools, um, that have uh, different levels of learning, it's important to build that in as a part of the curriculum instruction uh, and design and to just move it forward. When we talk about, uh, oh, and I will add, as far as a diverse student body or audience, I think it works very well when the administrators, as well as the trustees, and as well as the faculty members are a reflection of their student body. Mm -hmm. um, that helps. Um, as, a, as an African-American man, um, I do look at that and respectfully, if it's too lily white, I question whether or not that's a safe space for me to be in. I, I, again, I look and I question it when I don't see diversity. And diversity is something you see at face value when you walk into a room, either it's present or it is absent. And then for the uh, what direction do we see online education moving in? I think um, just um, for astrology uh, schools or astrology education, I just really like to see more research according to the scientific method. I think we have an overabundance of the um, anecdotal and subjective parts of astrology which I affectionately refer to as the artsy-tartsy part of astrology, which we need that and there's a place for that, but there's such an overabundance of it. How do we really move the ball forward with respect to um, not just online education, but specifically with astrology serving uh, as the subject matter? And um, yeah, so thank you uh, for asking. Oh, thank you, Omari. I love some of these notes because it brings it to a whole nother level. And you're right. I went to a very diverse school and I was realizing it just gives me such pleasure to interact with people from different ideas. And of course, I can be represented in different ages and everything. So this is good. And I, well, I, I don't know if I have time to comment on all these things both, but also about, and I am studying just now with Linda Berry with vibrational astrology, if I can just commit my time. So I understand the, the aspect. Good. Wendy, Stacy over there and the evening <coughs> hours of England. Hello. and Hi, Sue. Thanks for having me back. <laughs> yes, it's always a pleasure. As, and the best ways to address education, the most critical of value, online or teaching, because I know you do both in schools also, and what approaches or strategies for that diversity and or possibly fresh directions or anything else. Glad to hear. Thank you. Well, I echo a lot of what um, Katie and Omari says as well. I think what is most critical of value um, for me is, I mean, I have a Sagittarius moon in the ninth house. So what really excited me about online learning, of course, was having an incredibly international um, uh, student forum where not only will you get the diversity of students, um, <laughs> you learn from them, they learn from you, um, but it's also they learn from each other. 
Um, and it's amazing when you have people from, you know, uh, you know, South Africa and Japan and Australia and America, and everyone is in the same classroom, and then they end up in the same WhatsApp group and the same forums and things like that. I find that, you know, it's part of a globalization and where we're moving to, it's where we have to move to. So for me, that is what is just so valuable. And it's not just... Um, uh diversity and social or, or or cultural it's also um uh in age as katie was saying and uh when katie was talking about that it reminded me of a conference we held last year for the astrological association and um we were this woman who was in her 80s late 80s and quite disabled and living quite remotely in the uk um really moved a lot of us um she was very um emotional and told us she had not been able to get to anywhere for 12 years so it was a really big deal for her so we always think we're catering for a younger audience but you know i i learned a lot from her um you know, there's a lot of people out there that don't get that access where online learning can, of course, um, do that for. Um, I think um, one of the things that we, in terms of approaches, we need to learn from our students. It's, as astrologers, we learn from our clients. Um, and we also learn from our students. We need to adapt to different learning. Um, I think um, both Amari and Katie were talking about, you know, the old school yeah, I mean, I was teaching, I, you know, first taught my first class in 1989, um, quite different um, format, quite different audience, of course, as well, you know, quite much different to it is today. Um, we need to adapt and, and learn, but I also feel personal pressure um, to also keep our own teaching skills up to speed. So our approaches to learning um, and teaching need to adapt with the needs of an ever-changing um, generations as they're coming through and they they are ever-changing um i do like um uh amari mentioned about time and space which is great i love that and you know it's it's i mean i love it that students can come to classes you know in their pajamas you know because sometimes it's one o'clock in the morning or four o'clock in the morning or they can turn the camera off and eat you know that's what they want to do <laughs> that's absolutely fine we couldn't do that um back in the day if you like um so you know these sort of things are important um you know i also remember even the online learning i mean i held our first conference in 2007 for the mayo school i think we had five people um no one ever knew how to use skype back then let alone you know illuminate which is the soft you know where platform we were using um so you know it's been steady and um you know if one can say anything positive came out of COVID 19 it's not that um but is that you know everyone realizes now they can use this these platforms and they do have access and they do they have access to a lot of free material which is great um amari said something about research and i absolutely agree as a researcher myself um i'm very rigorous um and i think katie mentioned it as well um <coughs> excuse me um in terms of rigor it does need to be a lot more research i think the online platforms going forward uh, uh, you know we're we're getting saturated now that is what is the the very challenging and negative impact of of so many um schools and education programs on offer although we're sitting here i'm sitting here with you know three colleagues who have really good education programs but my concern is um there's a lot of 
not so great education, mm. um, astrological education out there. Um, it needs a lot of filtering. It needs a lot of rigor. And I think our jobs as professional astrologers, which we all are here, um, is to ensure that that filtering is in place. Because, you know, there's a there's I'm, I'm con you know as a as a mother of 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 um, you know young women in their twenties and their friends all do astrology, but you know and um, there, there's a lot of sort of you know that they, they have access to a lot of bad information which constantly shocks me um so it's it's really i think it's really important that we um yeah stay tuned in and understand what is you know what is good education um and what is good research and yeah that is really where i feel our roles are going forward Oh, thank you. Thank you. These t are all tying in. And Nathan has reminded me that we need to take a break. So we will get back to Tony and conclude because they're tying in so beautifully. And that'll give me a moment to refresh those slides and also get some notes here. So we'll be right back with January 15th, Educational and Astrology with Wendy Stacy, Katie Cadge, Tony Howard, and Omari Martin. Thank you. take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We are currently in the yin period of Capricorn, ruled by Saturn, the furthest visible planet by the eye. By leaving a cycle based on meaningfulness and truth, Capricorn's energy establishes social boundaries in a structure incorporating rules, authority, and ethics. As a cardinal earth sign depicted by a sea goat climbing from the sea up to the top of a mountain, Capricorn overcomes fears through goals and ambitions to achieve mastery. This is Martha Norwalk. Every Sunday morning, beginning at 9 a.m., thanks in part to NewProSupplements.com, we cover the world of animals. This week, January 22nd, it's my next behavior teaching show with Walter Stoffel, author of Lance, A Spirit Unbroken, and Nathan, of course. I'll pick up where I left off last time, and we'll get to individual cases, starting with Lance. We'll talk about what we could have done to help a dog like him before, and what we could do about it now. Martha Norwalk's Animal World, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon, right here on Alternative Talk, a.m. 1150. Talk Cosmos brings you leading-edge astrological conversations with hour-long programs each week on KKNW. The show goes live every Sunday from 1 to 2 p.m. Pacific. Talk Cosmos weekly programs are also available to watch live on Facebook and YouTube, along with daily chats throughout the week on the Talk Cosmos YouTube channel. While you're there, make sure you click like and subscribe buttons so you can get the full Talk Cosmos experience. Or, if you'd rather listen to the show archives with audio only, the entire podcast collection since 2018 is available on most podcast carriers. So, grab your coffee, tea, or kombucha and enjoy the show. Conversation you won't find on the rest of the dial. Alternative Talk 1150. Okay, we're back again. Tony, we'll begin with you. That's great. And let's see, I guess I should get back to my slides. Nathan, can we? Okay, there we are. And I did update them, as you will see, I believe. But I know you know the questions anyway. Generally, 
your feedback on the most critical value, what approaches, strategies for this diversity or fresh directions. Absolutely. I'll try to keep it short, Sue. Um, in terms of your, for, for your question, what might be of uh, critical value in terms of online edu astrological education? At Astrology University, we kind of have structured, it's especially our four-year training program, on three main ideas, application, engagement, and feedback. So we give students a chance to apply what what they're learning. Um, they get to really engage with the process, engage with each other's, and engage with the instructors as well. And they also have the opportunity to get feedback on their work as they go. You know, what we, I, I was thinking about, um, you know, so many people in astrology are self-taught. And when, when we're self-taught, a lot of times we read a great book and we get really inspired. We don't do something tangible with those ideas. And then we just look for the next great inspiring book. And then I've, I've talked with students who say, I've been studying astrology for 20 years and I look at a chart and I still don't know where to start. And so this is kind of who we created this program for. And we give students a chance to apply what they're learning as they go. And that helps with retention, of course. In terms of strategies to reach a diverse audience, that's one of our main missions at Astrology University is to uh, help train a new and more diverse um, uh, uh, pool of astrologers, of professional astrologers out there. So that this time, 10 years from now, we can really easily meet Omari's goal of as we're kind of trying to create a conference or a, or a panel or something, it's not hard at all to, to make it diverse. It takes zero effort. Um, and uh, to that end, we have been really successful with our scholarship program. So we have, uh, we have financial needs scholarships, but we also have a scholarship specifically targeting um, Black folks and Indigenous folks, First Nations folks, uh, and that scholarship is a full-ride scholarship. Um, we make it very easy to apply, and, um, and, and we always have <laughs> more students applying than we're able to provide scholarships for, but we do our best. And uh, the folks who have participated in that program have uh, been very engaged with the material, and that's not always the case when you sort of give something away for free. So I can just tell you that we do have a diverse student body, and you know these folks are starting to graduate from our program, and they'll filter out into the community. Um, in terms of fresh directions, you know I I try to stay on on on, on top of uh, online educational trends, and I keep reading about how we're all supposed to make our material shorter and shorter um, to accommodate shortening attention spans especially among younger audiences. And I can imagine that eventually the limits of that are going to become more obvious, even to those folks, mm -hmm. as they as they try to learn astrology, which is a rich subject and takes <clears throat> a lot of time, honestly, to study, which is one of the main reasons we created a four-year program, so that students would have that sense that, oh, this is I'm not going to learn this over the weekend. <laughs> mm -hmm. And um, as those students seek more depth engagement, I think they'll be um, more open to longer form study materials. But but to that, um, but to that uh, issue, we do try to shorten our videos within a course. So there may be an hour and a half class that we've split into three videos or four videos to try to accommodate shorter attention spans. Um, but uh, yeah, that's one thing that I've I've seen coming uh, coming being projected is that um, students are getting used to shorter and shorter formats, and that online education should try to meet that. Well, we have a full circle here, and I had to think to myself about the time span because of these incremental uh, um, spots, because people tying it together, that experiential energy, such as Katie, you first introduced and has been brought up, it, 
to really integrate it, like the meaningfulness, the use, the, the value of it, it, it takes time. And I'm thinking too with Jupiter in Aries and Taurus is so visual and people need that. So it's a toggle. I guess people need an overview and then time to sink in. I know I'm learning this vibrational astrology and that's a bit how it's it's figured. I, we will, I want to ask each one of you though, before we finish, what you might have in your private practice or in school, however it is that's new that you would like or, or coming up that you would like to identify. And we'll go backwards. Uh, Howard, not Howard, Tony. <laughs> I think we're in high school here, Howard. No, but Tony, I know that you have a library of Dane Ruchar. So perhaps you can begin informing people about that. Or Absolutely, yeah. So, oh, no worries. Uh, we have weekend webinars and online courses and we have this four-year program. But yeah, I did want to tell folks about this uh, Dane Rudyard Audio Archives Library, which has been online for a while, but the woman who was um, who was running it uh, uh, is is um, Nikki uh, is no longer running uh, running the website, mm -hmm. and so I partnered with her and also with Layla Rail, who is was Dane Rudyard's last wife, to offer these recordings online. They're all you know for free, and and there's a whole resource out there of uh, Rudyard recordings, and we're also working with Layla to get. Dane Rudyard's um, out-of-print books back into print. So you'll see more of those throughout the, the next couple of years. And we're really excited about that. But for any of our upcoming events, you can just head over to astrologyuniversity.com forward slash events and check out our online event calendar. And then we have a whole great archive yeah. of online classes. Yeah. Very good. True. Newsletters are really handy. I get mine. Okay. Then going backwards, Wendy. What would be, do you have, I know, maybe what's on your fortnight or some other particular event or astrology yeah. conference? Well, we hold, we, hold it, we hold certificate and diploma programs all the time. We have online set dates, but we also have offline that people can um, join as well. We do have a particular workshop coming up in a couple of weeks, um, which is um, a, a, a new one. It's called Monarchy to Menopause a menstrual measure of time. And that's looking at menstrual life cycles of women through the lens of astrology, um, looking at it from the mundane perspective, the natal, the anthropological, the mythological, and the medicinal. So we're inviting people to come along to understand um, women's um, menstrual cycles through, through the eyes of astrology. So that's on the 28th of January. So you can go to the mayoastrology.com and get the details from there. And there are still discounted prices um, that are still available for the next couple of days. So mm. that's a yeah, we're really excited about um, doing that. So yeah. Yeah, that's a, a really important transition. And just before you leave, I know it's a little over. This, on every fortnight, every two weeks, Thursday, how does one actually tune into that? So you go onto the Mayo site, you click on the link for the events and you register for the current climate. And basically we have hundreds of astrologers registered. It's a conversation for those interested, whatever level you're at. Um, it's a conversation on what's going around the world. It's not UK centric. Um, it is looking at, you know, whatever's happening. We're looking at where things are going to happen. We're looking at the lunations. We're looking at the cycles. Good. And yeah. it's a very informal um, hour and a I half. Think, um, yeah, so it's it's very casual. Wonderful. Mm. Thank you 
so much. Thank I you. Know, yes, um, San Francisco NCGR with Gemini Brett, who is now the president, also facilitates one. And I'm involved with WASA, which is Washington State Astrological Association. And we've just begun one called Astro Chat because this collective time for people to begin to try to converse is really important. Yeah. We, we started it in April 2020 when COVID, when everyone went into lockdown. Ah, yes. And we just haven't stopped. So, okay. yeah. I'll very good. Omari, with your school now voted to be really a popular uh, engagement for people, what would you want to contribute of any sort that is coming up? Well, certainly want to take a moment to uh, recognize and pay some honor to our founder, uh, Maggie Now Bandian. And um, Dr. Katie mentioned Gregory, her son, a few <laughs> moments ago. And so we do offer two scholarships, the Maggie Now Bandian Scholarship, and we also offer a diversity scholarship. And we invite those who represent any historically um, underrepresented group to apply for that scholarship. Uh, something else we have coming up is a certificate on Vedic astrology. Uh, we're currently uh, developing a course about electional astrology. And I think it was last year, maybe it was the year before that. Uh, we also have this great relationship with um, the Celestial Arts and Education Library. And Dr. Jan Zart is the uh, founder, mm -hmm. executive director of that. And most recently, Kepler College has established a reciprocity relationship with the American Federation of Astrologers. So if you complete the extended fundamental certificate at Kepler College, all you need to do is let AFA know or let me know. <laughs> I'm on the board of organizations. And so once we receive your application and we check with Kepler College, you did in fact complete the extended fundamental certificate, you are then uh, granted uh, the advanced membership status uh, with the American Federation of Astrologers. And also, um, I'm working, I am the research director for AFA, so I'll be heading up some efforts with that and coordinating some activities uh, with Kepler College as well, uh, relative to research uh, for astrology or astrologers. Thank you, Sue. Oh, well, thank you. Yes, Jen Zart and her library located yeah. down in Olympia, which is Cali, which is, anyway, it, you can find it. And I guess she has a meeting room, but also with Laura, uh, with M Maggie's library. Libraries are important. I think we'll all agree. This is wonderful. Katie, what might you want to share before we jump in with our last moments and try to get through this kettle of thought? Yeah, well, first, I want to say thanks to my colleagues, because I think we're all so much on the same, you know, same page, mm -hmm. and really wonderful to hear everyone's comments. And I second that point that I think just about everybody made about rigor and the need for research. And uh, so one of the exciting things the FCA is doing, which I'd like to share, which, um, and Tony, I mean, that Dane Rudyard project sounds just so wonderful. Uh, we're doing sort of a similar archival program um, at the FCA um, for Stephen's material. So we have countless um, Q&A calls and we're indexing them. We have our diversity scholarship is involves work study. And so that in, um, the st students have been 
key in helping us put together a really large archive of hours of calls. So we're really excited about that. And we have to remember the FCA is a college um, and I honor my, my friends at universities, um, but there's certainly wonderful to having a liberal arts education, but we take a, a focused approach to the Stephen Forrest method of evolutionary astrology um, following his teaching. And so that's that's our contribution, we hope, to the research developments and, and some of the, the ways that we're trying to support more um, academic rigor again and, and to expand um, the discipline of uh, astrology. And other than that, we also have uh, we have an open house coming up on March 27th at 5 p.m. So I think it was Wendy, uh, one of the participants saying we just have to join our our um, sign up for our newsletter. And that's when we'll announce our open public event. We're also doing something for cross days. And so we'll have a free event for people to check out the Q&A. Stephen will lead a, a question and answer on Beltane on May 1st. And mm. um Stephen's doing an in-person Omega workshop during Lamas, uh, August 1st, but that's not specifically an FCEA project, um, but uh, it's uh, a lot of our tutors and myself will be there. So yeah, we're a focused trade school college, but uh, I think we're doing thank our you. share to contribute. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you all for, we can, let's see, I, I've, thoughts I want to save. And I just want to make sure, do we have anything that we're missing here? The panelists, again, if you can go to this slideshow or just go to Talk Cosmos, you'll find everybody there. And also if you want to subscribe. Okay. So we can get rid of those, Nathan, and we can get to the heart of our th thoughts now, because I'm thinking this is such a language. Astrology, we know is a language. But as we talk about the anecdotal part, which is true, one gets like, yes, it's applicable, but this research idea, which is becoming increasingly important instead of cherry picking, as it said, but to blend these, it, which, but it makes me realize that what people love is a story, isn't it? And we get that story depending how it, it can still be shared. And the, I was thinking about the diversity. I'm throwing these out for for you to think, because I took Alan Clay's class and England, Great Britain, I must say with your Commonwealth, immediately brings up all these different students from all around the world. It's incredible, more than the United States, it seems. Here we might be, even the States, it's like, do you ever really see students from the South if you're in the North? Not so much, or the East Coast. I mean, there's somewhat more along the, but it's still not the same. And I found it quite intriguing to just hear people's thoughts and, and whatnot. Because for me, I know as a student, because I'm a per, per, perpetual student, that gaining their thoughts, but is that experiencing it, integrating it. So at any rate, we have a good five minutes, <laughs> not as much time as I thought. I see Amori smiling. And yes, 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 yes. I'm smiling. Um, so, I, you know, so the, the research is so important, but I think the, the pink polka dotted elephant in the room is one of quality education. And astrology schools, yes, in particular Kepler, for obvious reasons, really aiming for that good housekeeping seal that we know as accreditation. And 
in the state of Illinois, in the late 30s, in the state of Illinois, in the city of Chicago, there was a, an ordinance or a list of things that you could not do. Necromancy, card reading, um, magnetism, um, psychology was on the list, as well as astrology. And what has happened since the late 30s up until today, you can go to school, you can get a bachelor's degree in psychology, you can get a master's degree in psychology, you can get a PhD in psychology. However, you cannot get any of those degrees from an accredited institution in astrology. And I believe if we would follow those same steps that the psychology people established, that is a pathway towards accreditation uh, for astrology. That right there would be such a paradigm shift for us to establish one, standards for knowledge. Everything doesn't go. Some stuff is too far left or perhaps too far right. We need to establish standards for practice. Something should be, no, we're not doing that. It's okay. And then we need to have some standards for behavior relative to ethics. And one organization, the International Association for Ethics and Astrology, which uh, my colleague Wendy Stacy and I serve on, is gearing that, is leading that charge. So I just think that's what's really missing for online education for astrology. It does make one realize as we expand to be global without boundaries, essentially, that it, we need boundaries. I'm thinking of like, I know Kepler College is also hosting Toastmasters for Astrologers with Donna Young that I am involved with. And one of the first things you learn is time constraint. That Or writing a book. That's, mm-hmm. We won't go on. It stays. It, it, Wendy knows that you can be very, being too broad, you need to still have the boundaries. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I won't talk as much. But I do get inspired <laughs> by you. Yeah. Tony or Wendy, Katie? Can I just say that well, a couple yeah. of things, just to reply to the Commonwealth thing. <laughs> just to, I just oh, wanted yeah. to clarify, particularly with all the news around at the moment as well, mm-hmm. with um, floating around it. Yeah. I mean, I'm not quite sure there is the um, uh, relationship i guess as what people perhaps think and some of us who are native new zealanders don't necessarily feel that you know that um yeah we uh, we have different perspectives on on you know the commonwealth and and what it means and what it represents irrespective of me sitting here in london in england uk so just to say there are there are still those diverse um, perspectives but but the but what amari was saying and i absolutely agree and i'm all for it and i remember when i was really young and I was on a real mission with, um, um, uh, you know, getting astrology mainstream and things like that. But then um, uh, it was actually Nick Campion who who had uh, who had watched the movie Minority Report and came to a board meeting for the Astrological Association. And we had a discussion, uh, the AA board at the time, this is quite, well, whenever that was, I think, you know, about 18 years ago, whenever it was, um, about the danger as well, and how the actual framing of how astrology in the mainstream would be, would be a very, very incredibly hard task. Mm -hmm. Someone has to do it. Um, but in the wrong hands as well. And I'm not saying that I'm not for it or, mm-hmm. you know, but um, 
the we, we need to be it's a lot of, yeah i mean so i've known people that have used it for employment and mm -hmm. yeah that's what i'm thinking yeah sorry well, I I it's good I, i'll just jump it's like bread we used to have wonder wonder mm -hmm. bread whatever that stuff was it was horrible can Not i chime name in rye. yeah can i chime in i think also in the spirit of mars's recent retrograde in gemini mm -hmm. that i think honoring that there's multiple perspectives so mm -hmm. so for instance in the formal higher educational world accreditation involves a spectrum of methodologies and i think we need to all mm -hmm. be on board with that so our school has sort of a formal certification process and we work our students really hard yeah. but we're in a particular methodology and i honor those that have a more you know university approach but i think we all are Pretty much, I think the panel here, it's kind of like preaching to the choir. I think we're all on the same page with that. But I, I would like to just add one other thing, and because I know Tony hasn't spoken yet, but I want to say that um, just getting back to some of the things that came up during the program is that I think our place as educators is to move the larger collective for change. And Wendy had mentioned about the problem with something like social media, where we've all seen these memes, you know, on Facebook or whatever, that are just atrocious, and the lack of quality of the, those types of things. And that I think in order to get a better place, we have to take into account the middle road of reaching the general public. So what I'm getting at is that, yeah, we need a place for more rigor, we need to make more place for research, and definitely this advanced work with Stephen or with Dane Rudar and all that. But this idea of like, how do we touch that middle ground where we're reaching people who maybe don't know what the word ingress means, right? So we get these yeah. people, we get a social media gotcha. world we'll give, that is simple and then too Kitty, that's good. Yeah. Excellent. But anyway, I Thanks. just wanted to throw that out. Thank I'll, you. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah. Tony, you can close us, and with the music, keep talking. We have about a minute. <laughs> Sorry, Tony. No, I, I have, no worries. I just want to say I'm really uh, excited to be teaching astrology with a school at this moment because we've had such a resurgence of interest in astrology, a lot of popular interest, and, of course, that means that there's varying quality out there. But I think that presents an opportunity for all of us here to meet those students who, you know, reach a little bit deeper. You know, the, the, the memes are entertaining at first, and, and there'll be a bunch of students who are looking for something deeper and they'll find us and we're here and we're ready for them. So I'm really excited for this moment. Beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. You know, it, it is true. And I'm thinking myself, fear, the, the what is it, the apparent um, evidence that, that is not happening or something, that, that besides the fact that the, that the house is on fire. And so thinking that the opportunity of astrology, I don't know if it's like jazz where there's only a certain percentage of people that really love it or if astrology can reach everybody. Uh, but yet our goals, I think all of you have just said amazing, wonderful things. I don't know if we should have a second one to explore more, but Why not? it's a blank. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yes, and we can get down to like, how do we get experiential? How do we really integrate? How do we meet one another and forge that language? Well, we're beginning. Thank you, Omari Martin. Thank you, Tony Howard. Thank you, Wendy Stacy. And thank you, Katie Catch, Dr. Catch. Thank, thank you, Sue. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. everybody. Thank you. Take care, everybody. Take care, everyone. Yeah, nice to see everyone. Bye bye. And uh, Lunar New Year. For 2023. Next month, week. Yeah. <laughs> That's the topic, actually. <laughs>
Thank you for joining us on Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests connect soul growth patterns with the energetic cycles of astrology. Be sure to tune in next Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time to continue your journey through the roots of the cosmic pathway. 